Hi, everyone. I'm Jamin with King Point of View, the best intersection for gay issues, politics, and Christianity ever. This week, Joe Biden gets endorsed by Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, but should Biden concede anything to progressives? Governor Cuomo in New York said that God is not responsible for plateauing cases in New York and, um, Okay. And ways to overcome being gay in a family that isn't supportive. And finally, five shows with gay characters to enjoy during the lockdown. I'm joined this week by my cousin, Janae, who will help to co-host this week. And if you remember her, she was on the episode entitled Scissoring with My Favorite Lesbian, which so far is the most listened to episode of this podcast yet. Say hi, Janae. Hey, everybody. All right. Let's get to it. So, first, Janae, how are you doing with the lockdown? I am doing well. Um, It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, especially because luckily um, I get or I'm blessed enough to be able to work from home. Um, And I I don't have children (laughs) running around making the day a little bit worse. So, no, it it actually hasn't been that bad. I don't I don't mind um, having to be at home. Um, I run out when I need to, and I come back home. I keep it very simple. I'm not trying to do too much. I'm trying to maintain my health. So it's been good. What about you? Um, well, the first few weeks were bad. I was, I was showering every day, but that was about it. And, um, I did nothing regarding a podcast or website or, anything really to the end of the two weeks and um some deadlines were coming up for screenplay contests (laughs) so I submitted to those but uh that kind of started pulling me out of the funk but it was about two weeks and I was like I'm playing games today I'm not doing anything or I'm just going to sleep (laughs) all day um but it was like I think it was depression plus shock and I think I was okay knowing that the lockdown order was coming and then when it came like we got like no no, uh, what is it? No, um, no warning or no warning. It was like just a few hours. They were like, Oh, by the way, at midnight tonight, you're going to be locked down. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh shoot. Like, like I figured it was coming, but I thought that they would give like two days, three days notice. They were like, no, a few hours as the midnight tonight. And I'm like, yeah, they moved quick there. They definitely moved quick there. Yeah. And so um, it kind of like put a cramp in my plans because I started talking to somebody we were supposed to meet and go out on a date. And then it's like, oh, now we can't. So we still talk. <laughs> it's like, like, we're, it's like, it's like, okay, when are we, when, or, or when are we going to meet? But right. other than that, um, after the two weeks were over, uh, I was fine, mostly. Like I still mostly I'm okay, but I do have days of panic sometimes because I read too much news or find out somebody my age died with the same, you know, pre-existing conditions or I mean problems I have or something. I but. mean, I've had some um, moments of anxiety, I guess, um, in watching the news and maybe seeing people posting things on social media. But for me, I just try to uh, kind of tune it out. You know, I do watch the news and all of that, of course. I, I want to be informed, um, but I don't want to be overstimulated by it because I can easily become anxious about it and I don't want to go there. So I just try to limit it as much as I can. I mean, it's hard because everything yeah. you hear, everything you see, that's all people are talking about. So it's hard to, you know, to find a space where you're not inundated by the information, but right. I have to. I have to. Otherwise, I'll go crazy. Yeah, it and the dreams. Like, yeah, I did read an article that everyone's having vivid dreams, and my dreams have been just. I have been too. I have been too, and it's not as if it's something you know crazy or even bad happening in the dream. It's just that it's like a lot going on. It's a lot, and it's really vivid. And I'm also having an issue. I read about people dreaming about dead people. I'm like, yeah, that's been happening. Like in the dream, I don't know they're dead until like near the end. I'm like, wait, you're dead. Why, are you, why, why am I talking to you? What, like, oh, yeah. So that's happened. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's been a different time. Um, and sometimes I'm like, okay, I pray before I go to sleep. I'm like, okay, God, please, no bigger dreams. No bigger yeah. weird dreams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
That's kind of yeah. I do try to keep it as as light as I can in terms of what I'm subjecting myself to. I'm not trying to go Mm -hmm. outside too much. I don't want to. I'm not doing that. I go to the grocery store and home. I don't even like to go to more than one place while I, when I do go out, you know, for example, if I yeah, have to go, yeah. to, go to the grocery store and the, and to Target or something, no, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm glad that um, you're able to work from home and I'm glad that it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah, it could um, be a lot worse. I could not yeah. be able to work from home and not be right. able to afford to go buy groceries whenever I need to. Right. Um, yeah, true. It, it could be really bad, but it's yeah. not. It's, it's really not. This week in political news, Joe Biden got endorsed by Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, although Elizabeth Warren came out a day after Bernie Sanders. Don't know why she did that. But anyway, Biden, um, Biden got endorsed by Bernie Sanders and uh, he did it in a video conference call with Joe Biden. And uh, Elizabeth Warren did her endorsement with a really nice commercial um, the next day. And a lot of mm-hmm. Bernie's supporters are saying, you know, in order for them to vote for Joe Biden, um, he's going to have to concede some things because otherwise they're not going to vote for him and he'll lose to Trump and we'll get Trump for another four years. But okay. Like should Biden concede anything to them or is, should it be called a concession or should it just be called him um, trying to, I guess, broaden his platform to appeal to more people? Is it, I think it could just be him broadening his platform to include more people. Not necessarily a concession, because in my mind, concession uh, kind of, I, I don't know. There's there, I, there's like a, a a level of like defeat related to concession to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't want him to be in that space. You know, like I, I've I've mentioned this that I did support Bernie Sanders, um, but I wasn't one of those supporters that wasn't going to support. Joe Biden, if he was the nominee. Um, So, yeah, no, I don't think that it should be um, a concession. It should just be broadening, um, broadening his scope so that he can relate and attract and get these people like me who didn't want to vote for him out to do it. Yeah, but the people, so his former campaign people are like, he needs to promise uh, top cabinet positions and advisory positions um, and his administration in order for them to go vote for him. And I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. here, here's the thing. If this was Hillary with Bernie, fine, because that was a lot closer of a race in the yeah. beginning. Um, if this was Hillary and Obama, I could see that. But y'all came in a very distant second. Right. Overall. Joe Biden won every county in three states. He won Super Tuesday. I am failing to see why you think you have that much leverage here when your turnout wasn't that high. Like Bernie Sanders, to me, he should have run. Okay, if he really had the numbers that he kept saying he has, he should have run as an independent because um, the Democratic Party probably would have done all they could to stop it. However, if he really had that kind of poll and that kind of number, those kind of numbers, he could have done it. And he didn't run as an independent because he didn't he have did? it. So you you do you think that if he had run as an independent and if he had a strong enough platform, if he had run as an independent, then he would have come out as. I think he would have pulled enough people from the Democratic nominee to actually be a force, because that's what he kept saying. He kept saying, we have the numbers, we have the um, the energy, we have the support, we have everything that he needed to not even need to do to really follow the Democrats rules that he didn't want to follow. Right. So like he had all of that and that's what he kept claiming he had. And like first time voters, people who are, um, you know, not engaged in the system anymore and they're coming out to vote for him. And then every, every primary day he didn't, he like, he even lost Iowa barely, but he still lost. So I'm just like, what? So he won Nevada. He won like two states, Super Tuesday, maybe three. I think it was two. He lost Washington State. He lost Wisconsin. He lost Michigan. He lost Florida. Like, 
come on. Like, y'all don't have that kind of leverage to be demanding cabinet positions and all that. You really don't. You have an online Twitter army, and that's kind of where it ended. Because if you had it in reality, his platform should have been able to draw people enough to vote for him to pull numbers away from Joe Biden. Now, no matter how many people coalesced around Biden, whatever, if you had the right messaging, if you had the popular platform, you would have won regardless. So the point is, the, the, the point is, you didn't have the right popularity. And also, in the last four years, Bernie, why, at least in the last four years, if not long, you've been in the Senate for a very long time, why did you not, why'd you run as a Democrat when you can't stand Democrats, number one, number two? <laughs> if you're going to run as a Democrat, why did you not get relationships going with big enough named Democrats who could poll people for you? Yeah. Like, you got yeah. some representatives who aren't well known. Like, no, you need people like if you like Joe Biden would never leave the party. And a lot of these people would never like go against the party. But I'm like, if you're running for the nomination, why did you not back Elizabeth Warren more? Because she is in the party and doesn't mind being a Democrat. Like why? Unless you really had what you said you had to do an independent run. I didn't get why you were doing this, especially when you don't build the relationships that you need with the right key people to promote your platform and get people to actually listen to you and hear you out and go out and vote for you more than they did for Biden, more than they did for anybody else. Yeah. Don't understand that. I get it. I, I, I definitely do understand it. Yeah. But I agree with you that he does need to, Biden needs to expand this. You know, I would, I personally feel that Medicare for all is not popular. I think statistically it's still not popular um, nationwide, although right. that may change after this you know, pandemic, but I feel the best way to get there in the country that we have is through a public option because yeah. that's what England did at first. Yeah. And years, years and years ago before they got the national health system, that's what England did. They did public option and then it turned into NHS. So yeah, I think that the public I, option is a good idea. I was, I, that was the Medicare for all was probably the one of probably the only thing that I was really um, concerned with when it came to Bernie. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I do think that because I don't, I don't, I, I, my insurance through my job is good. It's great. So I don't want it to be taken away. I don't want, I don't want to not have the option to have that. So if mm -hmm. there is a public option then that's great, but taking away my health care and giving me something else that may not be comparable um, doesn't work for me. It didn't, it, it never did. I never, I was never really feeling that from him. I felt the public option, um, I like it because it's like Germany's system. Germany's system has employers paying a high percentage into the fund and then government takes care of the rest. Right. So a lot of like people think like you can just walk in and say, we're going to do Medicare for all government healthcare takeover. Boom, it's done. It's not that easy. It's really complex. It's not that simple. You have employers who are going to lobby for something. Then you have the healthcare industry, which is a really big industry, and they're very powerful. They have a lot of money. So I feel the public option, putting the government in the marketplace, mm -hmm. allows for these other companies who charge all these fees because nobody knows what healthcare costs or why it costs so much. And they tell you every year, your premium is going to go up by this much. And you're like, why? <laughs> like, And you didn't even right. see the doctor, but twice a year, twice that year. And you're just like, why is it going up? Like you, they never explain what it actually costs. So I think having the government in there, somebody who's not getting a profit off of it will bring the cost down because everybody wants to get on that plan. Right. And then other companies will finally bring their costs down to say, OK, actually, if you get with us, it'll cost you an extra ten dollars a month over the government plan. But you get a private hospital room when you go to the hospital. Right. Something right. like that. Mm -hmm. So. Australia, they have a public plan with public hospitals and then they have private hospitals that have private plans. So they do have universal care. They have better care than we have here. Yes. But I think you can do it. It's just that in America, at least at first, it's going to be kind of a hybrid system and then it probably will go into universal care. I'm always in favor of universal care as long as the care can be at the level of a PPO. Yeah. Um, where you can pick your own provider because I hate this HMO plan I'm on. But <laughs> Like, I really hate it, but um, I'm in favor of healthcare that look more like the PPO plan that I had before. So um, I would prefer it be like that, but they really got to work to get um, 
it would be great if the government plan was better than they offer for private HMO plans. That would mm. be better. Yeah, agreed. Biden, I think he should concede that. I think he should concede more with the Medicare eligibility age as well as all student debt, not just in some instances wiping it out. That would be good. He Something he said I didn't like about fracking, he said he's not going to stop fracking, but he's not going to lease new land for fracking. So I don't like that. Um, I could I I can't even give an opinion on it because I don't I, I don't have I don't know enough about it and what it means. It's really yeah, know. fracking is so they put a lot of chemicals into the ground to get natural gas out. Um, but the stuff that they put into the ground is not regulated, so it's full of methane and other stuff that's oh, poisonous. Okay. So this is a problem. If they could regulate that part of fracking you may be able to a better way to get the gas out, but like as it is now, um, they made documentaries about it. One of them, I think won an Oscar and the, um, the water and like the plain States where they were fracking, it's um, they went through the aquifers and they got poisoned and people couldn't drink their water. The water came out like sludge or like yellow and uh, you could smell gas all in the line. And that's terrible. Yeah, so these companies don't care about that. So I prefer like we don't frack. Like Europe has a the EU has a ban on fracking. I mm-hmm. prefer that. And like it's causing like earthquakes. The earthquake we had in DC years ago that was because of fracking in Virginia. Mm. So really, you're hitting yes, you're hitting fault lines. You're hitting like to get gas up. And I'm like, they're like, well, the natural gas is down there. I'm like, is the gas down there to keep certain rocks from hitting each other so we don't have earthquakes? I didn't know that. Like, I know I do. <laughs> like I just want to know, like, are we taking gas out that should just stay there to keep the earth from shaking? Because <laughs> and if so, get the hell off. Right, of right. <laughs> That's why we had the earthquake because I was like right. fracking in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, it was fracking in Central Virginia, and we felt it. They felt it in Atlanta a little bit. We felt it in D.C. and then uh, they felt it all the way in New York. Mm. That was in 2011. Uh, I was living in that apartment in D.C., so probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was living in Jersey at the time, and I remember that I was actually on the phone. Yeah, Me and Vito were, like, newly dating at that time, and um, we were on the phone, and I heard a noise that just, to me, sounded as if it was a plane that was just really close to her home, like flying mm-hmm. overhead or something, which could have been possible because she lived near Andrews Air Force Base, not too far from it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, she she's like, when, when I say that, and she was like, that was an earthquake. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. She's like, yes, it was. She goes outside of her house and um, her neighbors and whatnot are outside. And then probably maybe 10 minutes later, I was at work at the time. They evacuated our building saying that there was an earthquake and people were asking, did you feel a tremor? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I literally, I literally didn't feel anything, but they, they ended up evacuating our building, which to me didn't make sense. I'm like, well, are we getting, we're going out of the building. (laughs) You know, it it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, if there's an earthquake going on out there, why are we going where the danger is? Right. I don't, I understand. But, but I, I didn't yeah. remember that. I didn't realize that that had something to do with yeah, that. Yeah, I was I was at home working. It was working from home. And um, it, like, I was working and typing on the computer. And I felt the floor shake. And I thought someone dropped something in the hallway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay. But it didn't stop shaking. And I was like, um okay, what, why is it, why is it, what? And then I looked at the window and they were waving and I said, oh shoot, it's an earthquake. <laughs> so oh my I get up and get in the door jam, which I learned after living in LA, you're not supposed to do. But um, I got in the doorway and waited for it to pass. And then I called my parents and I was like, did y'all feel the earthquake? My mom said, we were going to lunch and we get to the restaurant, everybody's outside. And uh, they're like, did you feel the earthquake? She said, no. She's like, I think as we were driving, we didn't feel it. I was like, oh, yeah, there was an earthquake. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but they felt I'm it all the way in New York. were like, did y'all feel that? All the way in Atlanta to New York. They're like, was that an earthquake? 
Yeah, I, I'm glad that I didn't because I probably would have lost it. Mm. I'm glad I didn't yeah. didn't know what didn't feel anything. Was looking around. I, I literally was like, "What are you talking about?" And when Vita, I was like, "No." Even when Vita was telling me, I'm like, "No, it wasn't." She's like, "Yes, it was." I'm like, "No, it wasn't." Yeah, <laughs> I you wasn't telling who thought a tidal wave was coming from Hawaii to hit us in DC. So. Did, who said that? Somebody who? Who? You? No, the hell I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> You were smoking, and I caught you, and I said, "Oh, I do remember that now. Oh no, that was that, that was Greg talking. That wasn't me." In Christian news, Governor Cuomo in New York said that God is not responsible for plateauing cases, and he actually went on to say that um, he's saying people were crediting God for. New York's cases starting to go on a plateau and, you know, the death starting to slowly drop off. And he said, it's not God. It was people, you know, staying in and sheltering in place and obeying the order. It wasn't God. So this made me start thinking, like, when people don't credit God for things, um, I just want to ask, like, living through what I've lived through in the last few years, especially, what do we look for when we look for an answer from God. So if you're praying for this thing to end, if you're praying for people to stay in and they wind up staying in and your numbers start going down, do you credit God for that? Or do you say, oh no, that was all human being, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, you pray for it. And this is what happened. Are we looking for God to just uh, send lightning from uh, mm-hmm. heaven to like burn up the virus in front of us? So, like, what are we looking for from God as an answer versus what he actually may do, which is often show up in small ways that you may overlook, but actually, if you think about it, it was him actually doing it. So, like, he can change your heart. So if somebody has a heart for someone else they don't know, they can say, I'm just going to stay in and not risk giving it to anybody or getting it myself, like, versus people in a lot of these states who you know, have governors who claim Jesus and then, you know, like you're not really taking care of your people like Jesus would probably want you to if you're saying like, no, it's fine to still go out and risk dying. Um, What's, I just want to know, like, what do people look for as an answer for him to say that? I'm like, why would that not be an answer from God too? Right, right. I, I, I don't know exactly what the governor was trying to say, I, 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 per, I personally don't think he meant harm by it. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, but I can see, you know, why it would be a question um, for some, especially those of strong faith. Um, because like you've said, I, I, I don't know what it is that people look for when it comes to, you know, God um, moving in their life in whatever way that may be. If they're looking for something, you know, damn near miraculous or just something small, like, you know, not dropping their phone when they think they're about to drop it. You know, I don't right. really, I don't know exactly, you know, what it is, but, um, like I, believe I, pray, for parking, in I pray for, yeah, I pray for parking spaces and get them. And people yeah. are like, how'd you get it? I said, I prayed. They're like, oh, please. Yeah. God doesn't care about it. I'm like, no, really. I prayed. That's how I got it. Like, I'm just like, right. God cares like about the smallest thing. He cares about your broken nail. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh, he has a whole universe to run. He doesn't have time for my problems. Like, no, he actually wants to know you intimately enough to care about your problems like yeah, that. So I really feel a lot of times he does show up in ways that we think are small yeah. and we overlook because there's, I think it's a book even, it's called The God of Small Things. And it's basically just God showing up in normal everyday stuff and not always the miraculous from on high, light shining from above things. <laughs> right. And he does that. Right. He does that too. But like nine times out of 10, really is going to feel like 10 times out of 10. He's going to come through in a smaller way that right. should mean more to you more intimately because it's made and tailor made for you mm-hmm. um, versus a big thing all the time. And so the way that we interact with most people is often personal and one on one, even though our impacts you know, what we do impacts a greater number of people, but one-on-one is how we relate to each other most times. And 
our most meaningful connections are one-on-one. So why would God not also have the most meaningful connection to you on something that is one-on-one? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In gay news, a friend and I were talking and he said that he would want to know if he's listening to a gay podcast ways to overcome being gay in a family that is not supportive because he comes from a family where he can mention that he's gay and they will ignore it or they'll just push it off and say this isn't really something we want to talk about or something we're comfortable with can you talk about something else and they'll act like it doesn't exist but it is a part of his life and he doesn't like that so mm-hmm. i was thinking about for me well both of us and my own coming out with the, in the family Plus, you were coming out, and um, you didn't come out. You did come out publicly way before I did, because you brought your girlfriend. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you brought your girlfriend to her family reunion, and um, you dared anybody to say anything to you. But I, I, meanwhile, brought a friend who was white, y'all. He was a white boy <laughs> at a black family reunion, and I caught hell for it the whole weekend. Yeah. And we weren't even dating. Janae didn't catch shit and like, like, but you know, there's also a difference. Unfortunately, um, there's a difference between the, at least that I've seen in families or people being more willing to accept women coming out as opposed to men. And if you're a black man, it's really going to hit you hard. So it it is, unfortunately it is different. Um, I, um, I I didn't have two, I didn't have many or uh, other than two instances that I can think of that recently came to me. Um, Those were the only two times where um, I was, you know, taken back by uh, something that was said to me. Um, Mm. And and it came from two people that I wouldn't have expected it to come from. Um, And in both of those, well, in one of the situations I went the hell off and in the other um, I kind of like just brushed it off as like, I don't know what the hell's going on with him, but he, he he's tripping. So it, it, re- it just really, it depends. I mean, one of the most important, one, one thing that I would say to someone who is trying to figure out how to navigate a family um, that isn't fully accepting of them being gay is um, to look for family outside of your blood. If, I mean, if you've got friends that you can build a family-like environment with, then that's great because you're going to need some sort of support. You're going to need somebody to be able to reach out to. So I would think that um, hopefully you you'll have a friend that you can trust and someone that can, regardless if they're, if they're gay or straight, that they can accept you and love you and, you know, be like family to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My advice would be the same and hopefully your family will come around. Like our family did come around, but they like to tell the story now that we were always supportive of you. No, no, you weren't. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm looking at was this 2020? Yeah, so that was 10 years ago the family reunion, and it didn't take 10 years for them to come around. But it took about five or six before one of them told me, like, "Oh, I look forward to going to your wedding." I'm like, to a man? <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, I, I want to go," and I'm like, "Are you serious?" They're like, "Yeah, I I do want to go." I'm like, "Wow, That's okay." Great. That is nice because I tell my mom about it. She's like, I'm not going. I'm not going because of the church and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, these people are going. She's like, they're not going. I said, they still are now. She's like, well, I'm still not going. So my dad was like, I'm going. I'm not going to perform the wedding because he's a minister. He's like, but I'll go. Um, My mom was like, well, if I'm not going, why would you go? He's like, well, I'm going. So the next day, my mom's like, well, I thought about it and I'm going to go. I would go. I'm like, I know you would go. You can't show up to a family reunion not having gone and everybody else went. <laughs> so um, my thing for that is, for anybody struggling with that is, um, honestly, just be yourself yeah. and uh, be the best version of yourself that you can be. Um, and hopefully they will come around and respect you. Um, I didn't know what it meant um, for some straight black men to see an out gay man living confidently in him with himself. 
in, a, in front of others. I didn't know that that was a threat until recently because some straight men actually get offended by that because they feel that you should be filled with shame for what you're doing and I'm not. So one of my straight cousins, her husband told me, I think you're very brave for doing what you're doing and how you live openly and just you're out and it's great. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was any big thing. So don't make it a big thing. Just, you know, just, just be yourself. Is. Hopefully they will come around. If they don't, F them. Yes. But um, hopefully you can have a family that supports you. But as Janae said, if you don't, hopefully you have some good friends that you can make a family out of. Unfortunately, because some family members are going to be terrible about this. They just are. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing you can do um, about it. Nothing you can do, really, except You're be yourself and give it people. time. Yeah, you can't force them. You got to give it time. Like, my parents were not immediately open at first. Mm-hmm. It took them some years. But, yeah, my mom said she even stopped praying that I would be straight. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. Jesus hasn't changed in all these years. Why am I still praying? <laughs> so, <laughs> hopefully they'll come around. But just be yourself. Yeah. And try not to worry about it. Try not to let it get to you. It will get to you in right. waves. Um, yes, but definitely. it will hurt, especially if they don't accept. Try to move past it. Try not to hate your family, though, because of it. Yeah. But I'm, you try know to what? just. I am. Re- I'm really thankful that I, ne- I. Other than those two instances, um, I'm. I'm thankful that I didn't have any issues because I would hate to cut people off. <laughs> it's yeah. people that I really care about or you know really have a good time around. You know, I would hate to to have to just shut them down because they wouldn't have to worry about cutting me off because the moment they came the wrong way, right? I say this to my girlfriend all the time. It is equal opportunity. Anybody can get it. If you're willing to come to me with your trash, be prepared to receive a whole truckload of trash from me because I got it Mm -hmm. if you got it to give. Yeah. And Janae had that attitude back when she brought her her ex-girlfriend. I sure did. Like I said. That reunion, she caught no hell for that. Hmm. I bring a white boy around who had a boyfriend, and we're just friends. I was hoping, and those, praying, wishing a nigga yeah. could, but nobody did. Nobody did, but for me, I just showed up with a friend mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. Who's that? The yeah. whole weekend, y'all. Like, oh, who's that? I'm like, it's a friend. That's not to say that there wasn't conversation when I wasn't there, but no one brought Oh, no. Home. Yeah. I mean... My, you know, they were talking about me since I was five behind my back. But <laughs> I'm just laughing because, like, Janae came ready and didn't have to fight. And I just went in like, okay, I'm me. They know me. I'm. They're going to set me. They've been talking about it all this time and mm-hmm. assuming mm-hmm. that. And if he was a black boy, he it wouldn't have been a problem. They probably been like, oh, they are friends. No, they probably would have said stuff, but it wouldn't have been. If I would have said we're just friends just the one time, that would have been it. But that Friday night, Thursday night was a small issue. Friday night, I'm trying to go back to my room for something. Danielle, Don's daughter, grabs me and is like, oh, hey. I was like, hey, how are you? She's like, "Um, come with me. I was like, why why are we walking back to this room that I just left? She was like, because you know everybody's saying you got a boyfriend, right? I was like. (laughs) Y'all, literally, they had just got there. They've been there for less than half an hour. And she's like, you know, everybody's saying you got it. I'm like, how is everybody saying it? Y'all, were ju- y'all been just here for 30 minutes. You just got here. <laughs> oh, God. You couldn't make this yeah. up. You can't make this stuff up. I just want to credit anybody who's listening who's in the family um, for that 2010 reunion in Gaithersburg and D.C. I just want to thank those who didn't treat me any differently then than they do now, who saw what was going on, knew what was going on. I guess that was the one where I officially made it confirmed. (laughs) But yeah, they were because I had other friends come to the banquet and they were all gay and all that. So I just want to thank those who didn't treat me any differently, who didn't say anything out of the way, who were just like welcoming to me and my friends who actually sat down and talked to us. Special shout out to Danielle and Michael, Beverly's daughter, Danielle and Michael, for sitting at the table with us. Peggy's son, Michael, for we have a large family, y'all, for... (laughs) I've got to clarify, but uh, thank y'all for sitting at the table with us at the banquet and not making us feel ostracized because that wasn't a good feeling. And thank y'all for sitting down. So see, your family does, you know, they, they, you, you have good people in your family yeah, who are willing to, you, them. you just have to find them. Yeah. But, um, you yeah, definitely hoping will. they come around. Yeah. 
Our fun segment for this show is five gay characters to enjoy during a lockdown. So this is going to be by show. So the show, so we recommend five shows. Uh, the first one I recommend um, is Runaways. It's on Hulu and I believe it's on Disney Plus too. Um, Runaways. It is a comic. It was a comic book series by Marvel Comics, and it's about uh, teenagers who are children of this group of people who are in a secret society. They're very rich, and the old gods gave them money and access and powers, and they were able to um, influence their way to the top of society in Los Angeles and. Um, some are crime lords, some are investors, some are um, run businesses, some are uh, in production, all that. So they each had um, a child, and the agreement was that the old gods were going to destroy the earth, but they could each give one child to the old gods for safety so that they could repopulate the planet once they're gone. Now, in the show, it turns into... Um, there's a church just named after the old gods, but the old gods are actually an alien race and the alien race is real. And uh, one of the girls is half human, half alien. She has light powers. So uh, my favorite character in the show is actually the one who she turned to Wicca after her sister died to try to get in contact with her and or like to help her grieve through the process or something anywhere. Her name is Nico and she actually turns out to be a real witch and she does not know she's descended from witches until the third season. But the first two, they kept like saying it was technology and that really ticked me off because in the book, she's awesome with her magic powers. And it was great because she fought her parents and they kind of did that in the second season. I was like, oh my gosh, she's actually fighting her parents. Like they did a whole uh, martial arts fight against each other, but they didn't wow. end with her absorbing her magic staff. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, so it was really cool. However, the third season they expanded on it being magic, and her mom was um was was a witch uh, with magic powers, fought Morgan Le Fay and all that. So didn't know any of you know her mom never let her daughter know any of that. So anyway, the gay side, sorry, the gay part is uh, Nico has a girlfriend who has light powers, and I really didn't like this gay storyline, but I did like the show. Uh, the gay storyline didn't work for me because. Nico had more chemistry with the black guy who likes her than her girlfriend on the show. And I don't know if it's because of the actors involved or what, but Caroline, the girl who played Carolina, she's a lesbian. Her character is actually straight up lesbian. Nico was her girlfriend, but I think Nico's bi. But Nico and Carolina had a relationship on the show, but I didn't like it because it just never seemed authentic and real to me. It just seemed like one of them, it seemed like Carolina was just going through it, but Nico was really invested. So like I said, I don't know if that was the acting choice or the director letting it go, but you don't really buy it. But anyway, the show was enjoyable. But if you watch the show and you like their storyline, I would love to hear from you as to why, but I just didn't really buy it as believable from what I saw on screen. So that was my first suggestion. I think I'll, sure. I think I'll give that a try. Um, for me, uh, so there's a show called twenties on BET, um, written mm -hmm. and created by Lena Waithe. Um, it is a show about three women that live in the LA area. Um, two are straight, three African-American women, first of all, um, two are straight. One is a lesbian and she is, um, a dom, as they say in the DB the DMV. Um, she's a masculine representing, um, female and she, um, all three of the women are involved in, or either involved in, or trying to be a part of, um, Hollywood basically, um, be it a writer, an agent or a, um, actress, they're all trying to be involved. And, um, the one person, the girl who, the lesbian, her uh, character's name is Hattie. Um, they're all roughly like in their mid-20s or whatever. And Hattie uh, is, she's typically the type to try to date. She says it herself that she tries to date uh, women that are unavailable in one way or another. Typically that way is they're straight. And she, you know, gets heavily involved in them. 
emotionally involved in them and the things, the, the situations never truly pan out. So um, outside of the the relationship piece, is there's also a, a big part of um, Hattie's journey. I think the character Hattie is supposed to be a reflection of how maybe Lena Waithe might have seen herself at that age. Um, so it talks about her journey and trying to become a, um, a, a writer and director in Hollywood. And then, it, you know, of course, it intertwines all of the relationship stuff. So it's a really, really good show. Um, I slept on it for a while. I liked the commercials leading up to it, all the buildup. So I spent mm-hmm. a reminder to, you know, record it on DVR. But I had never watched any of them. Just like last week was when I was working and um, had it playing and was watching all of the episodes one day while working. They're 30 minute episodes, so they're easy to get. They're like insecure. So it's really good. Um, the girl, what is her, the woman, her name is Melina. Um, you probably know her last name. She helped, um, to Melina, the Greek last name, the Greek last name. Yeah. Yeah. She's also involved in the in the, okay. the direction of the show, which you could tell just by the the way that it's shot. You can tell it's mm-hmm. very insecure esque, if if that makes any okay. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, but it's it's a really good show. I, I like it a lot. Um, I like I said I slept on it, but not anymore because I, I I see a lot in it. I can relate to some of it. Not so much of like the just being unsure that Hattie has. I don't really have too much of that. But I right. I remember being that way. I remember feeling that way. I mean, I never tried to go after straight girls, but um, I do remember that that state of mind uh, being younger and being a lesbian. I, I totally remember it and can relate to it. So you don't have to necessarily be gay to watch the show, <laughs> but there's definitely some good some good shit you can get from it if you are. That's good. Um, yeah, just as an FYI, straight people are a waste of time. Don't do it. Yeah, just don't. Don't. As a gay man, I'm gonna tell you, like they will leave you for a woman most of the time. So don't even try to see if you're gonna be that low percentage that somebody (laughs) who's gonna. Right. Yeah. Just. Yeah. My next recommendation is Castlevania on Netflix. I was wondering, hoping that it's a cartoon, so just you know. Um, Castlevania was made from a, the game um, on Nintendo back in the day, Castlevania. So uh, Dracula uh, terrorizes a town because they killed his wife, who was a human. They thought she was a witch, but she was actually just a doctor who knew about herbs to cure people, and they thought she was a witch. So his castle somehow moves around. I don't know. But anyway, he terrorized the town. Um, they rose up against him. He had a vampire army created. Uh, they wiped out the town. He moved from the castle and had a son named Alucard. So now Dracula's dead. And in season three, Alucard has sex with a brother and sister escort pair. And it was a setup because they tried to kill him. But anyway, he actually bottoms for the guy. And I was like, oh, he's actually bi or maybe gay, whatever. Anyway, I was like, okay, well, this works for me if I was in the show, because I would just show up to the cast and be like, hi, do you need help? Are you tired <laughs> of living alone? Because like, you're really sexy, and this could work. So, <laughs> it is a good show. The shoot, the other guy who was a vampire hunter, mm-hmm. they all team up, and there's this woman who's like a she's really a sorceress, but I forget the name that she gives herself. So, anyway, she like <laughs> makes magic out of elements like fire and water and stuff and she does a lot of stuff with ice yeah it's a really good show i was really into it now the vampires are trying to rise up and organize to take over humanity and Alucard was like I think I've the seen that like in just scrolling through is it kind of like um like japanese anime animation it looks like a japanese anime but it's not but yeah okay okay yeah but Alucard, i don't really get in the blondes too much that stems from being bullied in high school by them, but he's blonde and, you know, they draw him very nicely and he's very tall and sexy and, <laughs> and he bottoms. That's great. Oh so. God. <laughs> what's, your next, what's your next recommendation? So my next one is Modern Family. So um, modern, I think Modern Family is at 11 seasons. You can catch, I think you could watch them either on demand or if you have Hulu, I think they're all, they're available on Hulu, probably all except season 11. I'm not 100% sure. But um, of course, with Modern Family, the um, 
it's a, it's basically about a large extended family that is just totally crazy in every aspect in every household. And um, the gay character in it that I love the most is Cam because he is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've said, I say this like every time I see him in something else, I see the actor in something else. I'm like, I cannot believe that he's just, he's not gay in real life because he plays this role so well. So I I just like, I love to see him. I love to see his interactions with his family, how they react to him, how he reacts to them. Um, Just all of the, just the things that they get into the, the, the conversations that they have, the situations that they fall in, fall into. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a really, really good show as well. Written. It's funny as hell. I mean, you can, this is a show in my opinion that you can turn on and just binge watch it all day long. And you could probably even be doing laundry or washing dishes dishes, and you will hear something that's funny and it's going to crack you up the entire time. So yeah, Modern Family would be like my main thing. And there's so many, like I said, there's so many seasons available that it's perfect for being, you know, trapped in the house right now. So. And our last recommendation from both of us is uh, on Netflix. This is a show named uh, called Big Mouth. Yes. It is a Best cartoon. Yes, show ever. <laughs> Oh my God. It's a show, it's a cartoon about uh, what preteens go through. Uh, I think they're teenagers too. They're like 13, but 12 or 13, like what mm-hmm. you go through at puberty. And, but it's like if it's animated and if your genitals could talk and you have hormone monsters. Yeah. And, oh my goodness. Like the talking vagina. Talking vaginas, talk of penises that can run and jump. They're, yes. fur, they're little furry penises that run around. I have minds of their own. Yeah, it's good. And I, now that I think about it, outside of the the young gay, they have there's a there's two gay characters in the show that I can well actually three that I can think of. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is a I can't you're you're better with remembering the names. So the oh, young, um, the uh, first one is Jay. Jay, uh, bisexual. The bisexual, the super horny kid He's who extremely horny. He impregnated the sofa. His sofa pillow. pillow. Uh, <laughs> she was like wondering how she was going to raise the baby by herself. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, and I forgot what the guy was like. He he's super horny and like jerks off all the time. And um, the other one is Matthew, the stylish gay one who's actually gay. Yes, and okay. um, who's Oh, the, well, the other is um, the girl, her mom. Her yes, mother, yeah, yeah, her Karen. Mother, her, yeah, her parents Karen. got a divorce and she ended up getting a, a girlfriend who ended who was, up breaking up with her but, and all of that. But yeah. That, I think, yeah, and her, her girlfriend was the rabbi of the... Um, yes. Of the, the synagogue or temple, yeah. And <laughs> her friends are the reason why uh, they, she found out that her mother was gay because they saw her mother out you know, hugged right. with a with a woman, and they were trying to figure out uh, her classmates were trying to figure out how to break this news to her. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it was the whole show is just ridiculously crazy. Yes, it has it's like musicals. It, you'll love it. There's musical numbers, all of that. Yeah, and it's um, <laughs> it's very real about what you go through. Is if you remember what it was like being a hormonal teenager, like all the stuff you went through. Yeah. Comparing yeah. penis sizes for guys, like breast sizes for girls, mm-hmm. um, wondering like masturbation, like that said, the talking vagina. She's like, "Hey, Jesse, you want to um just rub me here, rub me here, right there, right there." <laughs> just keep rubbing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like them discovering their bodies. It's just it, the way it's presented is a lot. The first season, I had to take it a is. break. It is. Um, That's why I, I like yeah, like twisted humor. But I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that's why I said in the beginning, you know, just give it an opportunity. Just get, once you get through the first episode, you're going to want to keep watching it because right. it, it's really funny. You absolutely can relate and you're going to end up wanting, you're wishing that you had your own hormone monster to get you through your puberty issues. Because yeah. if I had one, I don't know, I might have been even worse because I was terrible. <laughs> um, Maya Rudolph plays the female. Um, yeah, so she's a fool. Like a monstrous, yeah. The hormone monstrous Connie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she turns into um, she turns into Nick's 
from no monster after yes. the old man. And he needs it. But he did he was like, why do I get a female hormone? <laughs> because he needs the help. <laughs> That's why. Uh, okay. If you didn't know, I have a web series coming out, Lord willing, once this is all over. It's called Vinegar Water, and it is coming the story out. of... It's coming out. It is a story of three young Black gay men who come out and have to grow up Black and gay in a white gay world. And we're setting up a virtual stage reading for the first few episodes to let you know what we've been working on and what it's all about. The promo trailer is online on YouTube. Just search on YouTube for Jamin Keen Vinegar Water. Jamin, J-A-M-I-N, Keen, K-E-E-N-E. Vinegar Water, and you'll find it. You can also follow for updates at Vinegar Water Web on Twitter and Vinegar Water Series on Instagram. And Janae, have you watched the promo? Of course I have. It was a while ago, but... The hell, it was a minute ago. Say again? Anything you like about it so far? I just think you're you're funny as hell. I mean, oh, thank just you. The, way that you t- the way that you approach anything to me is always funny. So I, 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 it's just your approach, the way you speak, um, your interactions, like it's good. I, I love it. I, I really did. I loved it. Thank you. So everyone check it out. Janae and I come from a funny family. So when she says I'm funny, like that's a huge compliment because my family doesn't think I'm funny because I'm not loud like them. Right. Um, I'm more subtle. But... They don't understand. They just don't get it. They didn't understand I was funny until some of them, until um, my dad's funeral, when I was giving a speech and they were like, I didn't know you were that funny. I'm like, have you not been paying attention? No. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, not, have you been listening? Like Where have you been? Right. <laughs> I'm not loud like you, but. I, right. Right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Once again, thank you to Janae for being my guest this week, guest co-host. No problem. Anytime. I love it. I like having, it's it's always good to have conversation with you. And that's just what I look at this as. So thank you for having me. No, thank you. And Janae's Twitter account is at, what is your Twitter account? Free to be, the letter B, the number two, free to be underscore J. Okay. That's Janae. And you can talk to her on Twitter. And music this week is provided by Free Music Archive, Google at underscore Ace Dizzy Flow and L.A. Mikey. Once again, this is Jamin with Keen Point of View, the best intersection for gay issues, politics and Christianity ever. Thanks again for listening. Contact the podcast at Keen Point of View, K-E-E-N-E-P-O-V on Twitter and Instagram at K-E-E-N-E-P-O-V and Facebook.com forward slash K-E-E-N-E-P-O-V. N-E-P-O-B. The email is keenpointofview at gmail.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to this now, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to it now. And I'll talk to you again, Lord willing, next time. Take care. Bye.